Welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Thanks very much for being here. Today I have Will Frewa, Managing Director at Lumo Consulting in the great city of Toronto joining. Will, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. I Absolutely. Say hi to everybody and a quick intro into who you are. Uh, my name is uh, Will Frewa. I run uh, Lumo Consulting. I'm located in Toronto, as you had mentioned, a beautiful city just north in Aurora. And uh, Lumo services the IT industry on a North America and a Middle East basis. So I'm more than happy to have this chat and uh, talk about the power of intention. Well, good. And I appreciate you being here. I, I'm interested in your story. So with that said, let's get into it. You know, as we talked about before we started to hit record, I, I, I really built this podcast on the foundation of that your intention really does matter, that nothing is really handed to you. And so, uh, Will, let, let's go back to when you, you first started your career. Uh, you were in Greece, is that correct? That's correct. So I was in Greece at Thierry College in Athens. It's associated with American University in New York. And my part, I have a bachelor's in accounting and finance. And my intention at that time was to be an accountant the same as my grandfather. Things have obviously changed a little bit, but again. <laughs> as inevitably, it usually does, right? Absolutely. But that was my start, exactly as you mentioned. Okay. So now, did you actually become an accountant at some point after graduating? Uh, no, I did go to work for my father and did his accounts for about a year and discovered it wasn't something I particularly wanted to pursue a career in. So at that point, started looking at my second love, which is now my first love, which is marketing. Okay, now uh, you have me curious about that as, uh, as somebody of an Italian background with immigrant uh, parents and, uh, and uh, having to manage that. Um, any pushback from mom and dad about you not, you know, kind of getting into the family business? Well, they, they were a little bit, uh, you know, curious, shall we say, in terms of I thought you wanted to do accounting and stay in the family business. But if that's what you really want to do, I'm like a very supportive parents. Uh, then, you know, let's, let's look at what marketing functions are. And at that point, looked into getting a master's in international marketing from our graduate school of business in Florida. Okay. And then, and then when did you come over to North America? Uh, so Florida was around the 89 or so, uh, did the two years master's and then immigrated to uh, Canada in around 89 and then uh, started my Canadian career, shall we say, from there. Okay, and so when you came to Canada in the late 80s, uh, I know you spent a number of years, over a decade at IBM. Was IBM your first uh, you know, real job in Canada? Uh, my, it was actually my second job. My, my first job was calling people in those days of Nortel and seeing if they wanted to actually change their switches. Since Nortel doesn't exist anymore, I'm not sure how much that counts. Uh, well, yes. well, it did because no, the, Nortel was pretty big at the time. Absolutely. Exactly. And so how did you find IBM? Actually, that was quite easy. I met my wife in Montreal, moved over to Toronto, and she worked for IBM. Oh. And at that point, I was looking to get into marketing. But I started IBM in a sales career on the phone, uh, selling software. I was rather good at it. And decided again, my, my initial focus has always been marketing. 
and I transitioned into marketing roles at IBM. So after the 14 years that I did at IBM, about two or three were in sales and the rest was what is now, you know, I consider my true love, which is marketing. Okay, so a 14 year career at IBM, um, when, when you left IBM after that many years in a number of different positions, uh, talk to me about your mindset at the time. Uh, how was it going? Where were you at? And what were you thinking after such a long run with a, well, under the same umbrella and the same brand? Well, I, it, it was quite an interesting time because, you know, I started in Canada in IBM and I ended up in a worldwide role where I was traveling and I had people reporting into me. And around the 2009 time period, if you remember, is when one of the recessions hit and IBM, as well as all of the other major people were being packaged out. And so I was one of 70,000 people that got that lovely news there. But, you know, you always say to yourself, OK, so what do you do now after 14 years in doing something like this? What's your intention? How do you want to proceed? You know, and so I kind of took. Uh, probably a good six months to eight months where I just did nothing to relax since my job in IBM was so hectic with the traveling and everything. And then said, okay, I love IT. I love software. Uh, I love marketing. So, you know, is that the path that you want to go forward to or do I want to go into something different? I decided this was a great opportunity to continue in that same path. And being Canadian and, you know, once you travel the first time, it's a lot of fun. By the 20th time, it's not as much fun as the first time. I said, okay, I'd like a local company or what I consider to be a local company in that same area. So EMC, which is now Dell EMC, as they've been acquired by Dell, uh, had a marketing position as the country marketing manager for Canada. And I thought that was great. It hits the buttons of marketing. It hits the buttons of Canada. It's the buttons of, it's my particular area, which is the software, hardware, IT industry point of view. And it hits the part of a senior position, since that was something I wanted to continue with as the country marketing manager. So at that point, moved over and spent about three years with the EMC. You know, uh, well, I want to speak to your time when you were in between IBM and, and EMC and your, your decision to take that six to eight months. And I think that there's a lot of people listening who've been in that spot before. And there's a lot of questions and I certainly have as well. I actually wrote an article not long ago on LinkedIn that the, you know, the best day of my career was the day that I was laid off at, at a previous job and I got a package. But at the time I didn't think it was the best day of my career. It was a lot, I had all kinds of fear. How much money do I have? What am I going to do now? Where am I going to go and what's next? And, and so, you know, for you to take that much time, Talk to me about your mindset and your decision to make sure that um, you got grounded, you took time for yourself, and that you wanted to make sure that the next venture um, was the right one for you so that you weren't you know, doing this in 18 months or in a year from now. Uh, yes, and I think one, one of the main paths that you have to look at in terms of feeling and what's going on and so on is are you being packaged off individually, for example, due to performance issues, or are you being packaged due to you know, circumstances beyond your control. At that time, IBM was packaging literally, I think around 70,000 people or so. And you know, the writing was on the wall. My entire department was eliminated. So you know, it's still a little bit of a shock because you're accustomed to something for 14 years. But the understanding is, 
it is what it is, what do you do next? So the, the six months or so was really just to get a bit of a rest from the traveling, from the hectic work schedule. And especially since I was worldwide, I had different time zones. So, you know, I'm up late at night talking to Japan and China. And then in the morning, I'm talking to Canada and the US and Brazil is somewhere in between. So I decided just for the point of me not going totally insane, that that was a good thing to do. And then at that point, you know, you're like, okay, now that I've grounded myself, now that I am what I consider to be reasonably sane, you know, what's the next step? And, And that's when you start looking. So for people, as you said, who are listening or being in the same position, question number one, get grounded. Question number two, stay reasonably sane. Question number three, do you go with what you love or do you do, or do you do something totally different? In my case, marketing is it. Well, you know what? Good for you, because in my case, it was not a mass uh, packaging. I, I was let go for performance issues. So maybe that's why I had a, a much tough, tougher time mentally, <laughs> mentally with it. But anyways, I digress. It was, it, in the end, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me anyways. OK, so. All right. So uh, a longstanding career at IBM, uh, you manage uh, circumstances that were out of your control. Uh, you, you then create something and you then move into EMC. They get acquired by Dell. Um, yes. and so you spend two and a half to three years there as marketing manager. Um, and then talk to me about your your desire or your intention to uh, actually find Lumo. And, you know, where did that come from? And, and just... Share with us your thoughts on that. Well, I'd always been accustomed to running my own departments. In IBM, I created a department that I ran that had people, you know, reporting into it. In EMC, uh, which is a great company and I had a good career with them, it was being part of the overall marketing team, even though it was only for Canada. So, you know, you start thinking, okay, I'd like to get back to where I am in control of things and perhaps being a marketing consultant or a marketing agency is the proper step to go. Uh, I like dealing with resellers and which is the majority part of my business these days, right? And is not a majority part of what I was doing with EMC. So it's kind of, you know, the writing on the wall that kind of guides you along the path or the intention or whichever way that you want to call it that says perhaps there is something beyond that that you can look at. So at that point, I decided to, uh, you know, found uh, Luma Consulting and started that. Ironically, one of my biggest clients is IBM and IBM Resellers. (laughs) Isn't that fitting? (laughs) You know, why reinvent the wheel? And it's going marketing and it's working with resellers. And again, it's, you know, all the signs on the wall leading you to the right path and I'd like to think that this is a good thing where I ended up at. I love it. And so now if I if I have the, my data correct, that was back in 2012, correct? Correct. Okay. So Lomo has been in existence since 2012. So really, you're in your eighth year now. A- any regrets? Um, well, I do miss the IBM all-expense-paid corporate cards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, t- just so you know, those don't exist anymore. Yeah, I know. You know, but uh, other than that, no. I mean, I'm fortunate that with Lumo, I do work with IBM. I do work with IBM resellers. I'm specific to marketing. You know, uh, before I was worldwide, now I'm only North America and the Middle East. Uh, 
but it, it's a good fit, which is what I thought of in 2012, and I still think it's a good fit today. And so for those listening who are unfamiliar with the value proposition of Lumo, being a consulting company, uh, talk to us about what do, you, what do you do now? Right. So here, so, uh, here are kind of the services that I offer from a consulting point of view. Um, I do lead generation for resellers uh, in the software and hardware part from a B2B point of view. Uh, the majority of the resellers that I work with are IBM resellers, probably 80% or so, the other 20% are scattered vendors. I also offer, uh, since my first love of marketing, as I may have mentioned it in this uh, podcast, uh, I also offer marketing consulting services on a time basis. And um, I also have a website designer who works for me and we do website design. So it's all kind of around built my previous thing of my previous experience and bringing that forward. And uh, a lot of uh, resellers, especially people who just join major vendors, they're drinking from a fire hose, they don't know what to do next, kind of go in and say, you know, calm down, let's go first steps. You know, before you look at how to make the next $50 million, maybe we should look at, you know, how do we get you some leads? How do we get your pipeline? How do we get your sales force? How do we get your co-marketing funds? How do you work with IBM? Hmm. Who are the IBM reps, the distributors, so on and so forth, as well as the other vendors. You know, well, listening to your story, uh, it, it, it's one that um, it, it's pretty incredible. I mean, you to summarize it, you're you're in Greece in the late 80s. You, you graduate with a vision that you're going to be an accountant, very similar to, you know, your grandfather and, and maybe your father going down that path, accounting and finance. You then decide, well, wait a second, that's not really what I want to do. I have a passion for marketing. So you come to the States, you go to, you graduate with a master's uh, in Florida in 89. You then decide, no, wait a second, I'm going to leave there. I'm actually going to immigrate to Canada and set up yep. shop here. You end up working for one of the largest companies in the world. I mean, who doesn't know Big Blue? And you, you establish yourself there, 14 year run. Uh, another global organization in EMC slash Dell EMC. And then now you've created uh, a dynamic consulting company all through the power of intention. Absolutely. If there was no intention from the very beginning, maybe I would have ended up in God knows where. So I kind of like where I've ended up. And I think I call it the writing on the wall. You call it intention. I call it the right path forward. And it all comes into the same thing. Well, do what you love and proceed with that. You know, congrats on what you've been able to create thus far. Um, I always like to ask this question. If there was any advice that if somebody came to and said, well, I'm looking to do something here. If there's any one piece of advice that you have for anybody, uh, what might that be? Uh, well, what got me going with everything is marketing has always been my first love. And even at times where there's been a fork in the road, I've always stayed with marketing. So if we translate that from an advice point of view, do what you love, continue what you love, and keep on doing what you love. Because at the end of the day, it becomes less of a work point of view and more of an enjoyment point of view. I think that's tremendous advice. And on that note, um, I think we'll wrap it up here. I appreciate the time to be on your podcast, uh, Paul. Thank you very much. It indeed was a pleasure chatting with you Will, and it was, with the listeners. Will, it was my absolute pleasure as well. Uh, so we're going to wrap this one up right now. Remember, everybody, that your intention matters because that's the result you'll tend to get. 
We're out of here, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Leafs and go Raptors. Thank you.